You're listening to American Girl Women with Laura Treader and Lindsay Adams-Franca. This is a podcast where two millennial gals gather around the microphone and reminisce on the cultural phenomenon that took our childhood by storm, American Girl Dolls. Contrary to what you might think, we aren't just talking about dolls here. We're diving into the high highs and the low lows of getting hooked on American Girl and all the childhood memories that come flooding back. So join us and a few special guests each week as we become American Girl Women. Well, today we are welcomed back by a very special guest, Kira Baker, who joined us when we first launched our podcast to talk about her family traditions celebrating St. Lucia Day. Kira had Kirsten and had a really fun episode where she shared all of her childhood memories that came back to her, including celebrating this very special holiday. But Kira, welcome back to AGW to chat more about this. Thanks, Linz. Thanks, Laura. So happy to be back again. This is the perfect time to be revisiting this topic because we're getting right into the holiday time period. And I believe St. Lucia Day is coming up on December 12th. Is that correct? So close, Laura, the 13th. Of course, see, I need to be educated further about this holiday. But I feel like we don't really like because Lindsay and I didn't have Kirsten, we don't dive into Kirsten enough. So I think it's great that we're diving into this tradition. Um, But Kira, do you want to tell us a little bit more about your experience having Kirsten and celebrating St. Lucia Day when you were a kid? Yeah, absolutely, Laura. So Growing up, um, you know, since my family is has Swedish origins on my mom's side, we always grew up celebrating St. Lucia Day on the 13th. And so we really, you know, took it to heart. This was a tradition in our family. And we absolutely loved having that experience of celebrating this day of dressing up in all white with a wreath of candles on top of our heads is as is tradition of this specific holiday. And so it was fun having this tradition, but then also having Kirsten, who was this doll from Sweden, who also celebrated this holiday. So I kind of love that continuity that uh, we had with growing up Swedish, you know, having those Swedish roots, but then also having this doll. So it was really special. And I loved uh, getting to know the traditions, the holiday, On my previous episode, I kind of stumbled my way through explaining what the holiday was about and what the root of it was. So, yeah, if that sounds good to you both, I'll kind of do a little recap and uh, deeper dive on what St. Lucia Day is and where it came from. Definitely. Please share. Oh, my gosh. So, St. Lucia was a saint. And as I previously mentioned, she got her eyes gouged out and was basically (laughs) murdered, which, you know, coming in hot on an American Girl doll podcast talking about getting eyes gouged out and murdered. Oh my God. So that actually happened. That still happened. Was this discussed in your family? Like, was this common knowledge? 
<laughs> I'm pretty sure that was thrown around because I don't know where I would have gotten like eyes gouged out. Like pretty sure my mom was just like, yeah, here's what happened. She was a saint. <laughs> she was a martyr. And yeah, she was tortured and got her eyes gouged out. And so that part is absolutely true. So as I was going down the wormhole of being like, what is this all about? What's the history? And how does this tie into Swedish tradition? I got to tell you straight up, I still don't really know, but I have some ideas. <laughs> so yeah, it's from like the Roman times, like we're talking 300 BC. And so she, she centered like her name, Lucia means light. And so just keep that in the top of your brains of like what this whole thing is all about. And so the gist of it is she was married off to some pagan uh, suitor by her mother, although she was a sworn Christian and virgin. And so she was like, hell no, I'm not going to marry this dude. And so long story short, they're like this bitch. She is not doing what we want her to do. She's going against the odds. Apparently there is also some stuff about about her smuggling food to Christians that were being, I don't know, persecuted at the time. Again, Roman times, like mm. really long time ago. And so yeah. she was bringing them food. And so they're like, this woman is a problem. We've got to do away with her. So they tied her up. Apparently they tried to light her on fire. Oh, and she no. Fire. And then she Interesting. also. Yeah. <laughs> A lot of stuff was done. So it's really <laughs> dark. Again, great story, great antidote for an American Girl doll podcast. <laughs> and also the fact that it's like commonly celebrated in Sweden. And so that's the part that was so interesting. I was like, how did this holiday, why was this turned into a holiday and celebrated in Sweden of all places? Right. I don't know. All I know <laughs> is on the 13th of December, apparently it was previously a pagan holiday and the longest day and darkest day of the year. And so with that said, I think there was like a weird time where they're like, we don't want to celebrate a pagan holiday. Let's inject Christianity into this. And so they found St. Lucia. Her name means light. They're like, oh, heck yeah, light. We want to ingest that into our holiday. And so there we have it. Mm. So interesting. So basically, they, I mean, I think St. Lucia would be very happy with them putting the Christian in St. Lucia Day since she really was like very much willing to die on that hill, literally. Um, but is this something that they elaborated on at all in Kirsten's books or did they just keep it very like surface? I genuinely don't think so. I don't think they ever went into like the full story. I think they really celebrated the light, which honestly, it's kind of beautiful, you know, as we talk about just like the cold winter months, especially Kirsten being in Minnesota and, you know, long winters, the darkness. Mm -hmm. That's something I think that you really incorporate is, you know, the light, warmth, bringing that into it. So I kind of remember that being like a huge part of the story in Kirsten was just, you know, the wreath of the candles that they wore, mm -hmm. you know, being surrounded by family, um, something that's also a big part of the holiday is these um, saffron buns. 
I literally don't know how to say in Swedish, but it's a traditional saffron bun. And then there's also like a mulled wine called glug, as well as coffee. And so that's just, again, all warm things, that piece of food and family that kind of ties in. And that's what I remember from the stories in Kirsten, minus the glug. I think that's more of a thing that I just inverted. Yeah. <laughs> it is mulled wine with uh, raisins and almonds. Wow, that sounds good. I yeah. weren't of glug age at the time, so <laughs> it might not have been on your radar. Um, is this a holiday that's celebrated like during the daytime or is this like a night related activity or holiday? Not activity. Mm -hmm. We personally, my family celebrated it first thing in the morning. So we Mm. went the route of coffee and the saffron buns. Yeah. And it was still dark out in the morning when we got up and did this. Oh, wow. My understanding, I think that it's celebrated basically anytime it's dark. And I know in Sweden, that's pretty much like the entire day. Right. So I know it's primarily in schools. And so there's like a big parade, a celebration, and all the kids line up. They have their St. Lucia, who's a designated singular person that they choose at random. And then apparently there's also some elves and gingerbread men involved. No. And then star boys. There's star boys included. Isn't what? that amazing? Wait, what is a star boy? <laughs> I have no idea. But <laughs> there's just all these characters that are in this procession in Sweden um, for St. Lucia Day. Wow. It's the gingerbread man. Oh, and the handmaidens who are there to basically walk behind St. Lucia. Cute. I love that. I think you might have said this on the episode, or maybe I remember it from the Kirsten books, but it's like the youngest daughter gets to wear the crown. Was that something that was involved in the day? Oh, yeah. I mean, I was the younger sister, and I was always the one to wear the crown and wear the dress. I mean, my sister was six years older, so I don't think she was like entirely clamoring to be St. Lucia. <laughs> I was like, I want it. Please give it to me. Oh my <laughs> goodness. <laughs> and remind us, Kira, did your crown have real candles on it as well? Yes. It sure did, which is such a hazard. Uh, Just thinking (laughs) back on how parents were just so loosey-goosey about that kind of thing. But I now understand that they are battery operated for reasons being that kids could be lit on fire. Oh my God, for (laughs) real. Do you ever see like Christmas trees? And maybe they have this in the Samantha movie too, but like in the past Christmas trees had actual candles on them. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I can't what? think of anything more dangerous than that. Right? Seriously. <laughs> I saw like a TikTok video about it too recently. And I'm just like, this is such a recipe for disaster. Like, oh, no. why <laughs> would this be a thing? <laughs> I mean, it looks beautiful. But at the same time, in the next moment, if the tree's going up in flames. <laughs> right. right. Oh, my goodness. And Kira, do you think that now that, you know, 
we're having our American Girl nostalgia. I think more people are revisiting all the American Girls that they had as youths, including Kirsten. Do you think that you'll be celebrating St. Lucia Day, just, you know, having revisited this as part of your past? Or have you been continuing already to celebrate it? You know, Laura, I have not continued to celebrate it. I always think about it. You know, my mom and I will text like Happy St. Lucia Day, that kind of thing. But honestly, now that I have revisited the idea of like saffron buns and like coffee and glug, which I have made glug in the past and it's (laughs) super delicious, I think I'm going to celebrate it this year. I think that that sounds like a great idea. I am fully support. I think we should all celebrate it this year. I agree. (laughs) (laughs) Let's do it. Let's do a little (laughs) little meet and greet of like Lugan. A Glugan. Kira, did your your family celebrate other Swedish holidays? Or was this like the primary focus? No, that was pretty much the primary focus. Other than I know like, you know, there have always been influences even on Christmas, like, of there was a Swedish prayer. And then also just all of our Christmas decorations have been more of the Scandinavian persuasion. So even myself, I just went crazy ordering all these uh, Swedish decorations on Etsy. Ooh, that sounds so lovely. Seriously, I would love to see how those turn out once they're all set up. I, I want to know what Scandinavian decorations look like. I will absolutely share. All I can say is there's a lot of straw and a lot of red <laughs> involved, which just sounds cuckoo. And <laughs> also I ordered the Dala horse, which is a traditional um, Swedish decoration of this small horse that's painted. Ooh. I have no idea what the, what the background is on that zero clue maybe that's for next year's episode i'll do an addendum on the dollar horse (laughs) oh my goodness here do you have any pictures of yourself growing up celebrating saint lucia day oh there's definitely some floating around i'll get my hands on some of those like polaroids (laughs) that would be so fun to see Were you wearing the Kirsten Christmas gown while celebrating or did you have something else that you were wearing? You know, that's a great question, Lynn. I'll have to ask my mom on that one. All I remember is there's just some kind of white gown. Like anybody who didn't know what was going on would probably be like this chick is involved in a cult. Like just (laughs) some kind of white gown. Oh, wow. I would love to see... I think if any of our listeners also have celebrated St. Lucia Day, please submit the photos to us because we'd love to see them side by side with Kira's Um, because I feel like this is people are going to come out of the woodwork with this. I'm sure some people also had the outfit that like just bought it from the catalog because they did make the girl size one, but still cute. (laughs) (laughs) So cute. So St. Lucia is getting with the times and they're giving it like a little bit of a makeover. So I guess previously it was almost becoming like a beauty pageant. So for like different schools, they were choosing like St. Lucia based on looks, I guess. (laughs) 
<laughs> like the girl who is going to be playing like St. Lucia and leading the parade. So yeah. now they're changing it. So it's basically like they're just choosing like a lottery system. So it's like anybody can enter boys, girls, like whoever oh. St. Lucia. And also for the treats, they're offering vegan options. Oh, excellent. Yes. Love this much more equitable take on the whole thing. <laughs> I agree. I agree. I think it's wonderful. <laughs> well, I'm, that. I'm, you know, eager to see these, these changes get rolled out. I'm going to have to like, look on the day, like on Instagram and the, like the St. Lucia day tag to see what I can find. Oh, heck yeah. <laughs> There's also a song. You guys should definitely look up the song. It's great. Do you oh want to gosh. sing it for us? <laughs> I was going to try to like make up something, but I got nothing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so funny. <laughs> yeah, really cool. no, just go listen to the song. Will do. Kara, did you have friends that celebrated this with you? Like, did you have other like Swedish ancestry um, friends or relatives that you were doing this with? No just our immediate family yeah wow very cool yeah again I think my mom just yeah I don't know she just always wanted to do like these different things yeah she wanted to bring to life like again it made sense because we were Swedish like my mom's side of the family is Swedish background Mm -hmm. Um, but at the same time like it was just so perfect to have Kirsten and just bring that to life right Totally. What a rare connection. Because I feel like obviously there's not like a ton of people that we know to celebrate this holiday because obviously we'd hear about it more. So what like a rare connection that American Girl like sort of brought this tradition to light and perhaps some people could identify with it who never thought they'd see the holiday represented in in a doll in a story. Yeah, I agree. Because I think And I can't remember, I don't think, I think maybe a few times my mom celebrated it growing up with my grandma, but I don't think they went as into it as my mom did with us. So again, and that was Kirsten's doing, I'm pretty sure. Like, again, it was always there and we knew of this holiday, but actually dressing up, doing like the wreath of candles, you know, just celebrating the holiday in its entirety was very mm-hmm. much because of Kirsten. So iconic of American Girl. Well, Kira, <laughs> this has been so fun to connect and hear about this little update and some more info. We're really excited to continue to learn about St. Lucia Day and these beautiful traditions. So thank you for coming on today and sharing this with us. Thanks so much, Linz and Laura. And happy St. Lucia Day to everybody who celebrates. And now here is the original episode with Kira. Today on AGW, we are joined by Kira Baker. Originally from Michigan, Kira now lives in Portland, Oregon. Growing up, Kira had an extremely active imagination as she reenacted movies with her friends and found so much joy in dolls from AG to Barbie. 
Kira had Josefina and Kirsten, and growing up in a Swedish family, found that she had some common threads with our favorite Minnesota gal, including their families both celebrating St. Lucia Day, candle wreaths and all. Now let's jump into conversation to hear all about how Kira interacted with American Girl, including her collection, her love for the books, and even attending an AG event at a historic village. Kira, we are so excited to chat with you. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much, Linz and Laura. I'm so excited and thrilled to be here and cannot wait to talk to you about my love for all things American Girl. Well, we cannot wait to jump into it with you. All right, Kira, before we get into all things American Girl, what were you like growing up? Oh my gosh, Lynn. So first and foremost, something to know about me was I was homeschooled growing up from preschool until high school. And I think that's what led me to being such a creative kid. Like I know a lot of folks say that, but I was on my own for the most part growing up. And with that, I would always create like these magical worlds. Like I loved creating different stories for myself, whether it was with creating romantic dalliances for my Barbies with Ken, of course, always in the mix. And then also just, you know, creating, we had woods in our backyard and it was like a creek running through. So I would make like these forts and these fairy worlds. And I don't know, I just feel like I was always cooking up some kind of kooky and crazy story to play out for me and all my friends that were (laughs) non-human. I really identified with that. I feel like I was always with my friends in the woods trying to create some like secret world. The type of little girls that were into American Girl were extremely creative when it comes to like imaginary play I feel like because they kind of like set the foundation with dolls for them to have like a loose backstory whether it's American Girl or Barbie or whatever but I feel like everybody we've talked to has been like I was getting crazy with my dolls and their, and their stories. So <laughs> I, I love that. I feel like it's a very common thing for people who were into American Girl to have like very active imaginations. I think that's so correct, Laura. And I know about you both, but it's like, you know, read the books, but like I used to create like these you know, extended stories based on the books. I don't know if you remember, but like Felicity, she had like the barn hand, like friend who was the boy. And I like created this whole romantic, like, I don't know. Apparently I was really big into romance, but what, what wow. girl was it, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> No, what was his name? I forget, but we was just... It? Was it Ben? I it was... Why do I want to yeah. say Ben? Yes. It's definitely Ben. <laughs> it was ben. Oh my God. Wait, I think it's worth touching on that, uh, Lindsay, you had Felicity and are now married to someone named Ben. Oh my God. I see a connection the there. The signs are all clear. Yeah. <laughs> American girl fantasy coming to life. Yeah, I think you manifested (laughs) you manifested that for for Lindsay. But I feel like that makes sense. Like you kind of take like the bones that they give you in the stories and you're gonna make do your own thing, you know, make it your own. Hell yeah. I I feel like you're taking like the art of fanfic like out into (laughs) the real world by (laughs) reenacting it yourself. That's really okay. (laughs) heard here first we're gonna write some ag fan fiction (laughs) i bet it exists all right oh it has to it has to (laughs) 
this is the new assignment after this this drops we're gonna try to find some ag fanfic out there and post it to the instagram Let's i I, love it. I really don't feel like you'd have to look far if there's one thing i learned from like having friends in college that were super into tumblr is that there's fanfic for just about anything that you could possibly imagine so i wouldn't be surprised if there was already a felicity ben fanfic oh, living right. somewhere all right we need to find it and have a live reading of that <laughs> <laughs> absolutely all right kara you're coming on an instagram live once this <laughs> done and done <laughs> 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 we're going to talk about this a little bit later on, but as we're chatting through your experience being homeschooled, were you meeting other kids that were also into American Girl? And how are you kind of finding people with similar interests to you? My gosh, great question, Lynn. So I actually met one of my best friends and still very close to this day through American Girls. So when I was homeschooling, I was a part of a homeschool group and there was like a soccer league. So we would all meet once a week. And I remember seeing this girl, like I was going to say little girl, but we were all little at that time. And she had like braids and pigtails and she carried this basket with Felicity in it. And she had like all of her cherished items in this basket. And I just, I was obsessed. I was like, who is this girl? She's dressed in her like soccer garb and like is carrying this basket with Felicity all around the soccer field. I was like, I have to know who she is. Long story short, we became best friends and were just, you know, did all things American girls. That's really adorable. And girl after my own heart, bringing her treasured <laughs> items along with her everywhere. Right? Even to soccer. <laughs> yes. That's so cute. <laughs> everywhere. Oh my gosh. I love that so much. Kira, was that like your first entry into the world of American Girl or were you kind of aware of the American Girl universe prior to that? Like you had maybe seen the catalog or seen other kids playing with American Girl dolls or was this like your new BFF and also your first entry point into AG? Well, ladies, I started from a very young age. So I actually had Biddy Baby. And then before that, so I have an older sister who's six years older than me and she had Samantha. So it was kind of from like a very early age, like my mom indoctrinated us like to the, the AG cult. And so my sister had Samantha and then I started out with Biddy Baby. And then from there moved on to Kirsten was my very first doll. And so when I met my friend, I already knew very well about the AG world and had Kirsten. So I was just like kindred spirits. Right. You were like, I recognize a a kindred spirit right away when you saw that Felicity. (laughs) Yeah. Like we must, we have to be friends. (laughs) Having an older sister with Samantha, what a queen move. Like, can you get more older sister aspirational than that? Right. And it's so fitting for my sister. Like she is Samantha. Cause I think we always talk about how, like, you know, we kind of are who our American girl doll is. And my sister is Samantha to a T she is oh queen goodness. B. I love that. Do you know how old she was when she got Samantha? Ooh, I want to say, I 
feel like she was a bit older. She was 10, but as I'm sure you guys understand, it's like things always come faster when you're the younger siblings. I saw mm-hmm. what she had and I was like, well, I want that. Mm-hmm. But I think she was 10 when she got Samantha. Ah, that seems kind of old, maybe like seven. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I'll have to ask her at another time. It's funny yeah. though, because when you think about the grand scheme of your life as a kid, the years feel so long, but the window of American Girl is actually painfully short. Like, I feel like the window is probably from like four to 11 that is peak time of being interested in American Girl. Because then once you get to 11 and you go to middle middle school age, like, I feel like the internet was way more of a thing for our generation. So like, you're not really playing with dolls anymore, but like, there's not a ton of time when you think about the like whole span of like your childhood to really get into it. So true. That's, That's so right. Unless you're like me and I'm like 13 and playing with dolls still. Cause again, homeschooler. (laughs) (laughs) No, if anything, that's honestly a gift because I remember like it being almost like a painful transition away from American girl when you're like, Oh, I'm like, you know, when you're still into something, but like, it's not cool anymore. Like got to rip off the bandaid. And I definitely still secretly played with my American Girl dolls. I don't know about you, Linz, if you did. I feel like I had a pretty hard stop, but as we've been having conversations with our guests, it seems like some people still, you know, haven't gotten over AG, um, you know, might've dipped and waned in interest a little bit over the years, but there have been a couple of guests who have had like a complete resurgence with them. And as we see through the amazing American girl community on Instagram and Reddit, like American girl really doesn't commit to a certain age. Like we see people from all ages, loving AG, actively collecting dolls and outfits. And honestly, Laura and I are headed to the American girl cafe and (laughs) purchases might be made. I know I'm scared for my credit card when I go in there because now that I have adult money, it's like I could really get whatever I want at this point. Whereas as a kid, it was like, oh, well, I have to wait to get it for like a holiday, but I'm scared for us in the American Girl store. Oh my gosh, you're going to do some damage. And that is like literally my one regret. Like I'm sitting here listening and I'm like, oh my God, that is like my one regret. I never got to go to the American Girl store. I mean, I could go now and I probably will, but growing up, I think the first one opened up in Chicago. Yes. that was like my dream to go there. And I never got there. How far oh is Chicago gosh. from where you grew up in Michigan? Like a five hour drive. Okay. So pretty significant where yeah. you weren't necessarily going to go on the weekend. For sure. It wasn't <laughs> like a quick jaunt over there, but it was something I begged my mom that we could make a trip there. And uh, like I said, wasn't in the cards for me, but maybe <laughs> now it is. I don't know. That kind of sounds like the perfect homeschool field trip. <laughs> like it's, it's historical. It's almost like a museum to a certain extent. <laughs> oh, Laura, I was off to like NASA space camp in Alabama <laughs> when I. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> this is why I'm like very envious of Kara's childhood. 
I I know seriously home <laughs> homeschooling was one of those things that sounded like so fantastical when I was when I was growing up I can only imagine <laughs> love it how are you and your sister interacting together with American Girl like were you ever playing with your dolls together or was she past that point I think that speaks to the fact that of our age difference, we, we didn't interact, unfortunately, much to my chagrin. I bugged her so much to play with me and it was just enough of an age difference where she was a bit past that when I started to really get into it. But I used to sneak into her room and play with her stuff because she had Samantha, all the dresses, like that wardrobe and then like the fancy bed and all of that good stuff. And I just, yes. Oh yes. The bed. She had the bed. Oh my God. On this podcast, we live and die by that bed. It's, I mean, I would love an adult size version of that bed. That bed is a dream. It's so beautiful. I know the bed comes up a lot on the podcast and I feel like every time I'm like, iconic. <laughs> oh, I like Felicity's bed too. Those drapes and that big Ooh. canopy, like that's an awesome bed. It's opulent for sure. If you want to hear more about bedroom furniture and our hot takes on everything in the catalog, we recorded an episode that aired previously. So check that out. We go into extreme detail about everyone's bedroom sets. Oh, that's awesome. (laughs) Felicity's bed, though, I do just want to say, like, it almost does something for me, but I just wish that it had, like, a different color scheme. That's my only, my only qualm. Like, if we could take, like, the pale pinks of Samantha's vibe and apply it to the canopy of Felicity's bed, that would be, like chef's kiss like amazing oh, yeah I mean <laughs> get a better color with that brocade I feel yeah like it's a brocade material <laughs> yeah I think you're right there we go <laughs> <laughs> did you have any of Kirsten's furniture yes so I had almost all of her furniture Ooh. minus the trunk which I really wanted You know, who doesn't, what child doesn't want a trunk? And (laughs) so I had her bed. I had her beautiful birthday table. Oh my God. I want that now, like adult size. Her furniture is beautiful. Her table for her birthday set, like so stunning. I feel like that also speaks to now I'm just making this connection speaks to my style now, like the simplistic, beautifully made like Scandinavian design. Mm. Cause I always was very drawn. I mean, as a child, can I say this? I was drawn to her furniture and I always thought it was so beautiful, but yeah, I had almost all of that, all of her outfits. And then even for myself, I had some matching outfits with her. Oh my God. Well, I think we got to, can we get into that? Because I feel like that's a big deal and we need to attention. (laughs) Definitely. We talk a lot about this on the podcast that putting on the historic clothes, I would imagine, or just really any costume in general, just is so transformative and you become the character, right? Like wear the dress, you become Kirsten. So it seems like you had such a great imagination growing up and these outfits would only add to it. Um, Tell us about the girl size historic clothing that you had and 
uh, all the details. I, I've personally never even seen one in person. So I, I know it's like a unicorn. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. I, yeah. So what really stands out? Well, a few things. So I had, oh my goodness, let me think. I had her snow outfit. So that beautiful, like sweater, uh, mm, the she... buttons, the silver buttons. I mean, dude, I'd wear that now. It's so gorgeous. Like the black and white knit and then the skirt. It was like a heavy wool skirt with like the, I think it was red and green, like ribbons at the bottom. No snowshoes. I don't think they made the snowshoes, but I think (laughs) Kirsten had the snowshoes. She did. That would have been quite an investment. I (laughs) (laughs) I really wish I had those. Do you remember how old you were when you received these? Oh my goodness. Um, for some reason, like nine, 10 keeps coming up in my head. So I think somewhere around that age, Uh, what a dream. Yeah. And then I had her summer outfit, that kind of pale, like green mint and like cream striped dress. And that, that was, that was good. That's one of our, um, most celebrated favorite looks on this podcast. Lindsay and I have poured over all of the doll summer outfits, but like that is one of the best ones and totally one that like could translate to today. Yeah. I love it. And then I don't think I had, cause I don't think they made it the, the St. Lucia outfit, but I had some similar gown. Cause like we really got into that holiday as a family. Mm-hmm. So every December 13th, uh, you know, I dress dressed up with like a wreath of like something with candles stuck in the top, super safe. Like talk about like nineties parents and what they let their kids do back then. Did they actually light them? Oh yeah. Oh my goodness. Do you remember what the holiday is about? Yeah. (laughs) Do you, (laughs) it's going to get a little dark here. (laughs) Is that okay? Oh, we're, we're all good with that. Okay, great. Even better. A little bit of a downer. And I mind you, I'm going to like not remember every single detail, but basically it's like a holiday of light in the darkness. So it's, that's why like every young woman in the family dresses up to celebrate and wears like a wreath of candles Um, And it's always like dark or something. And so St. Lucia was a saint who is basically ended up being like a martyr or something. This is getting a little religious here, but, and she was like, I don't know, campaigning against like the pagans and something or other happened and she got her eyes gouged out. She ended up dying. Yeah, she ended up dying. And so, but before that, she was like, listen, I'm going to provide light in this darkness and spread God's word. And then she died. Oh, goodness. That is dark. It's pretty dark, but I went to Catholic school growing up, so you can't phase me. Me too. (laughs) Oh, God, me too. I went from homeschooling to all girls Catholic school. Yeah, it's like... We've, we've heard all those dark, dark martyr stories oh, by yeah. the end of that. <laughs> all about the saints and the martyrs. <laughs> Absolutely. But I had, I had no idea personally about that one, that that was the, the backstory behind Kirsten's look. I mean, that look is pretty iconic. I think if you are familiar with American Girl, like, you know, the Kirsten candle wreath outfit for sure. 
Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. That's the dark backstory that I so eloquently pieced together for you all. <laughs> I love that. I wonder if they talk about that in the books because they definitely go there with certain subjects. So I wonder if that is discussed. I don't right. remember Lynn's. I know it's like mentioned that that was a holiday, but I don't remember if they got into it or not. Maybe right. like an abridged version. I feel like an eye gouging would definitely slip <laughs> my memory. Like I could remember Marta dying. I could remember like oh, God. a lot of shitty things that have happened in American Girl. Yeah. I don't remember an eye gouge moment. I feel like it's like how we grew up like as kids of like the 90s and whatnot like shit was like sad like the Disney movies we watched growing up all the moms and animals were dying in it it's true I don't know I feel like it feels on brand to just like bring on death at a young age for all of us (laughs) totally I was was so into ghost stories growing up like that scary stories to tell in the dark book was my absolute favorite I loved watching are you afraid of the dark like any ghost story anytime anyone would bring something up at a sleepover that was like slightly related to a a ghost I was into and that has definitely carried into today I was gonna say this is yeah very this this (laughs) makes a lot of sense considering your later interactions (laughs) with the the paranormal (laughs) seriously if we ever start a patreon i will have an episode of all of the ghost stories that i've experienced i was telling my husband about one that happened actually it happened like five minutes before we started recording an episode um laura it was the episode with shannon i jumped on the recording but like five minutes before a door slammed and lights went out in my apartment that absolutely should not have And I was telling my husband about this last night because I was like, oh, I was really rattled for that episode. Like, I don't even want to listen to it because I just experienced a ghost store and I have no idea what I said. And he was like, why does this only happen to you when I'm not home? Which agreed. I have no idea why. I was like, do you think there are ghosts in our apartment? He was like, no. And then I was like, do you think I'm lying about these ghosts? (laughs) And he's like, no, I don't think you're lying. He's like, I just don't understand why I'm never experiencing them. I mean, I've heard that like, if you are like not receptive or like you have to be like open and I feel like he has made it clear that he's closed (laughs) and that's why he's never home when it happens right (laughs) see I believe but I keep that door shut yeah I'm keeping the door shut back to you I know you're there let's live harmoniously together but just please don't make yourself known to me (laughs) yeah this is like and I don't know if we should keep this in the podcast, but it's relating to childhood and ghosts. But like, I went through a period of being really afraid of ghosts when I was a kid. And I don't know why I must have seen like a couple things on TV that really freaked me out. But every night, so my parents like would make up me shut the light off in my room and I would be so scared. So every night I would like, for some reason, like I felt like if I covered my eyes, I would like not have to like be exposed to any ghosts and I would literally just be like cover my eyes and I'd be like okay um ghosts I respect you but I don't want to see you not today ghost not today like I was like with all due respect you can exist but like please do not 
bothered yeah. me. And I, I want to say I did that from like the time I was probably like nine to 13. Like I was definitely, Oh, I still do it now. <laughs> yeah. I still to it to do it to this day. Cause we have a cemetery at the end of our street and I'm mm-hmm. just like, you stay over there. I'll stay here. Let's call it a day. Oh my God. Yeah. Well, Saint Lucia, bring the light to us. Um, <laughs> Kira, do you remember celebrating St. Lucia Day before you had Kirsten? So that's the interesting thing. No. And I'm going to call out my mom here and say that she, she was not being a good uh, Swedish gal. And <laughs> we, we started as a result of getting Kirsten and reading the stories. I love that. That's really special. But to this day, I do know within the family, there is a tradition that exists of celebrating St. Lucia Day. And then even to this day, like every year we, now it's morphed into just a text between my mom and I wishing each other a happy (laughs) St. Lucia Day. Wow, Kira, I think next December, you should recreate the wreath and send her a delightful picture. Oh my God. We're, we're reenacting the whole thing. You both are invited. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Let's get out the long white dresses and the, and the wreath candle hats and do it up. <laughs> oh yeah. I'm into it. <laughs> Kira, you mentioned that Bitty Baby was like your first ever entry into AG, but then you acquired Kirsten and Josefina as well later on. So tell us a little bit about how the circumstances under which you got Kirsten and Josefina. Oh yeah. So Christmas for both. Um, so I got Kirsten first. I feel like I keep changing my age, but I think I was like six or seven when I got Kirsten. And then I think I was around nine or 10 when I got Josefina, but yeah, I got Kirsten for Christmas. I can still picture it in my head because I knew it was happening, but I was so freaking excited and seeing the box, that beautiful, like, large box. I knew the size and I was just like, all right, guys, this is it. I finally got my first AG doll. And so I just remember it being so magical opening her and seeing her perfect hair, the braid rings and oh my gosh, her pretty little blue outfit. And then when I was nine or 10 ish, when I got Josefina, well, first off back up, I remember when she was like the latest addition to like the AG catalog, when she came out, I was like, okay, who's this girl? She's like cool ass kid on the block. She was a disruptor with those gold hoop earrings. Laura, that's it. I was going to (laughs) say like, she was like this cool girl. And I was just like, oh my gosh, those gold hoops. Cause I don't think I got my ears pierced yet. I had to be 10 to get my ears pierced. And that was like the only thing on my mind. I couldn't wait. So she had these beautiful little gold hoops. She had like these, um, Oh my gosh. It's like a, the shoe that she had on reminds me of like a modern day shoe. That's popular. It's like the Clark's shoe or something like that. Yes. And like it a was suede like, boot. Of yes. some kind. Yeah. yeah. It was so awesome. And I don't know everything about her. I was just like, this doll is awesome. And yeah. so then I got her for Christmas as well. Knew it was coming, but was just so stoked to get her as well. And all of her beautiful furniture pieces and clothes. Oh yeah. It was, I, I love her. 
So did you have like as many accessories for Josefina as you had for Kirsten? Like, did you have any of her furniture, some of her little outfits? Yeah. So I don't think I had as many uh, furniture pieces from her. Cause again, I was a little bit older. So I think it kind of petered off like for the amount of items that I got just because of my age, but I had her bed. And then I want to say I had her birthday table too. Mm. That was really a beautifully crafted piece of furniture, the birthday furniture. If I remember correctly from the catalog, it's like very detailed. Like, I think it's like all wooden, but so pretty. It it was awesome. And I had uh, quite a bit of her uh, apparel as well Uh, for her, not for myself, unfortunately. What were some of your favorite outfits? Oh gosh, I think it was the birthday outfit for Josefina. And then also beautiful. And then also the birthday outfit for Kirsten. But I also really liked her winter outfit as well. Mm, I remember back to that sweater and skirt combo. I remember the birthday outfit for Kirsten being like almost like similar but like of a different era obviously to the one for Samantha where it was like a pinafore sort of apron thing right with like a dress underneath oh yeah it's pretty interesting that they would make those two dresses so similar because they're both pink and white stripes I believe Mm -hmm. um with the pinafore and did they both have flowers in their hair or am I, I think they did but I think Kirsten's were more of like a natural flower and Samantha's mm-hmm. was more of like a fabric situation right like a little yeah <laughs> I was gonna say I think yeah Kirsten's was like daisies or something like that it was like a mm-hmm. bushier broader daisy wreath and then it yeah. was like rosebuds for Samantha here, here we have to talk about this did you ever take out your Kirsten's braids? Yes. Alyssa Biggest Ballard. mistake. <laughs> Her hair was not the same after that. Let it me never, tell you. It never no. is. It no. never is. <laughs> like Josefina's hair was gorgeous. Like she had the braid. Hers is fine. Mm. But like Kirsten's was just a frizzy mess. Oh no. I can yeah. tell you that Josefina's hair was not fine when I took it out. But oh, no. I, mine but was. <laughs> I was I was a little younger. I think I was six when I got Josefina. And I um, that doll the hair was at a point of no return. Like I remember, like, I'm, I don't know if you went through this with your Kirsten doll, but trying everything with my mom to get it back to normal. Like we would wet it. We yeah. would like brush it in like little sections, like just the ends, then just the mids, <laughs> and, like just the roots. And oh. it never went back to normal. <laughs> yeah. No. I mean, if you also look at the picture of Kirsten from the catalog of her birthday outfit like her hair is loose and it it is frizzy like girlfriend's hair is just wild and has its own unique look to it did you attempt to put it back into its braids yeah it it never was the same oh my god (laughs) I I feel like it'd be really funny to see a montage of people who've tried to put their Kirsten's hair back and just see like the disastrous results of that. Totally. I feel like there could just be a whole call to action for people to submit their photos of their dolls 
hair out of the original hairstyle for us because when when I was looking for pictures like of me and my dolls a few months ago the photos that I found of my dolls are rough they don't even (laughs) they don't even look like American girl dolls anymore and I feel like if if other people took out their dolls hair they must have had a similar like vibe to what I was oh the stories they could tell Kira, did you ever like feel tempted to send Kirsten to the American Girl doll hospital to get her hair fixed? I didn't know that was a thing. Oh yeah. Secretly they don't actually fix the hair. They just put a new head on the doll, but no way. Yeah. I had no idea. Wait, is this like insider info that they switched the heads? I want to say that maybe this info was obtained by my mother because she called Pleasant Company to figure (laughs) out what she could do about my Josefina doll's hair. And they were like explaining to her as an adult, like what they actually do when you send your doll to the doll (laughs) hospital. Because I don't think that they like advertise like in the catalog that like they just, you know, go ahead and give your doll like a extreme lobotomy (laughs) and give her a whole new head but I I think that that's the way that they do it I don't know if it's still the way that they would do it because they might have like now they have like a whole doll salon but at the time that was the best course of action you could take for doll hair mishaps that was pleasant Rowland's way to just do lobotomies on all the dolls (laughs) I wish that they had like before and afters because I would love to look at those (laughs) like before the new doll head and then after and then they they send back your doll and then they send you a picture of her before and after like princess diaries style or something like that (laughs) dolls all like haggard and like you know classic before where they look all sad and then after she's just like I guess same same smile same happy look but looking a little snazzier a little snazzier exactly (laughs) Kira you also went to a historic village in Michigan that you were able to attend a Samantha event and it seems like there was a tea party there was a whole whole slew of events so why don't you tell us about this Guys, it was pure magic. So first off, let me tell you about this village. It's called Greenfield Village, was started by Henry Ford like long time ago. And he basically preserved historic homes and created like a whole village. So it's all time periods spanning from like 1600s to like um, early 1900s. And it's so cool because you can go in the homes and they have people who are like, I guess it's kind of like Williamsburg, I think, like colonial Williamsburg. And they have people who are like dressed up accordingly and actually like work on the farm for like the home that has a farm and so on and so forth. Super rad. And so they had this event that was um, Samantha specific. So they created, you know, set everything up. So they chose the homes that were set in the early or her time period, the early 1900s. And we got to ride around in motorized cars that were like, again, from her time period, we got to have a tea in one of the homes and like that beautiful tea set, you know, like the tiered like dish thing with the like a little beautiful yep. cakes, like the tea cakes and things like that. Yes. We got to eat that and drink tea. And then we had all of our dolls with us and got to be with 
like just a whole slew of other gals with their dolls and do crafts that were of the time period. And then got to see like a little reenactment. Like they had people kind of dressed up as characters from Samantha. Oh my God. Kira, yeah. this sounds like the most epic American girl event that could have ever been in existence because I feel like I know we haven't heard about any that were like this level of like fidelity to history yeah it was all in so committed I feel like most of the events that we hear about have been like in like modern settings like maybe a gymnasium or a library but this you know we were talking earlier about putting on the costume and that kind of transforming yeah. you into the time period but i think that could only go so far potentially in your like modern home or wherever you might be but to be For in a sure. setting where it's historically accurate just i can't think of anything better like what a what a lucky child you are kira it was so legit and i feel just so special that i got to experience yeah. that that is incredible. Did you go with friends or who were you there with? Oh yeah. My buddy who had Felicity. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that is so fun. I know. I'm so jealous. I would love to go to something like that today. Honestly. I know. Yeah. I mean, I still go to that, that same, cause it's like year round, you can go to that village. I still go today and have fond memories of that event. This makes me want to seek something out similar. I know. Like, or Lindsay, you could host it. Honestly. Oh, and yes. And we'll call it AG Women Summit. Yes. <laughs> You've got to add a summit to it. That makes it sound super legit. Exactly. Everybody wear your adult version of American girl clothes. So it's like only outfits from Hill House, Home, or Love Shack Fancy. I wore this dress. I'm going to see if I could find it in my Instagram archive. But I once rented a dress from Rent the Runway from Brock Collection that I literally looked like a colonial woman in. And I took a picture on my Instagram stories and posted it that I was Felicity. And I remember feeling very out of place at work. Um, I don't, do I, have I seen this dress? If you were to work, I probably have. You definitely have. I remember like or unless you weren't there that day. I feel like it was like a very noticeable kind of strange <laughs> thing to wear. Like I felt like I was in a costume all day, but I what was, was the pattern. Day. It was very Felicity-esque. Like okay. a, toned, a toned down Felicity. I'll find it. Now I'm Love like, did it. I just like fail to notice Lindsay coming to work <laughs> wearing like a colonial outfit with like a little bonnet? <laughs> oh my God. Also, I had a bonnet growing up. Oh my God. Yes. Bonnet girls. <laughs> Where was yours from? I don't remember. All I know is I, I one day had a bonnet and I thought it was just awesome. And I loved wearing this bonnet. So I really... That was another thing about American Girl Dolls. Like I wanted to live at a different time. Like I wanted to live not in the present time, but like either during Kirsten's time or even Felicity's time. Like I just had this romantic notion of living a long time ago and being like, I guess specifically Kirsten's time, like a pioneer girl. Mm. And like we, I don't know, did you guys read Laura Ingalls Wilder? Like Hell a house yeah. on the prairie. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. 
like yes. loved all of those books and like wanted to live in that time period. I Definitely. agree a hundred percent. Were you into the Anne of Green Gables books at all? Oh my God. Yes. Yeah. The Anne of Green Gables to Laura Ingalls Wilder to American Girl, like Venn diagram has a lot of overlapping sections. I feel oh, like, yeah. um, cause it's all like little girls around the same age that are like strong and like still relatable, even though they're in a different time period but I feel like there's definitely like if you are into Laura Ingalls Wilder you're definitely into Anne of Green Gables and American Girl was like an easy transition for you oh hell yeah totally agree definitely oh I want to reread those books I do too right yeah they're so dreamy Mm. all right Kira we are gonna end this conversation with our final question that we ask every guest what lasting impression did American Girl leave on you Ooh, such a good question I mean I think for me it really it solidified a few things like just how much how deeply ingrained American Girl was in our family and just the fact that Kirsten specifically was Swedish and my mom's side was Swedish, but also just that my sister started out with Samantha and then I got Kirsten and then Josefina. And now my three-year-old niece um, got uh, or received Biddy Baby. And so it's just passing that along and seeing it, you know, just like this amazing, like even though my mom didn't have one, just how I feel like it's spanned the generations. And so for me, that's just so special and something that I got to share with my mom, my sister, and now my niece. And so I'd say just that family connection has just, uh, you know, stayed with me even to this day now getting to experience Biddy Baby with my niece and kind of having fun and seeing it through her eyes and how excited she is when she gets new things for Biddy. And even when she first got Biddy, it was just so much fun to relive. That is wonderful. I love that your niece is already getting started on AG. That is so special. It's something we've talked about, I feel like, a lot um, with past guests, too, but I think that truly, like, there is a certain age group that is now sort of becoming, coming of a certain age where we are able to pass on this tradition to daughters and nieces and nephews and, you know, whoever is interested in our next generation of our families. And it's amazing because, like, I don't think any of us realized at the time that it was going to be such, like, a important part of our lives and that this would become sort of almost like a, a legacy tradition. Oh, I love that, Laura. It's, it's such a legacy. That's such a perfect word. Absolutely. Well, keep us beautifully said. (laughs) Thanks, guys. Keep it. Keep us posted uh, on your niece's like updates with her bitty baby because her budding. uh, I don't know, budding something into American (laughs) (laughs) flourishing. She's budding budding and she's flourishing. (laughs) (laughs) Love it. Oh, words. Kira, twins. typically do a little game uh at this point of our podcast 
In the past, we've done a celebrity game, a memory test, but today we're going to do a little quiz with you. And we are going to find out which American girl are you. So excited. Before we begin, who do you think you are? I would say Kirsten, but who knows? Maybe I'm a Molly. Oh, (laughs) that would be fun. (laughs) (laughs) Let's find out. (laughs) All right, Kira, if you were a superhero, what would your special power be? Mind control, time travel, uh, invisibility, or flying? Ooh, I'd have to say time travel. Mm-hmm. Sounds about right based on what we've discussed. <laughs> yeah, right? On par. <laughs> right? All right. Choose the word that best describes you. Courageous, adventurous, sensitive, hopeful. Well, here's the problem. I know what I want to say, <laughs> but I feel like I'm going to go with sensitive. You are a sensitive soul. Oh, no. See, I wanted to say courageous, but I feel like I that's courageous. just, thanks, Linz. I can be. I don't think you're like sensitive in the fact that you're like, you're overly hurt sensitive, yeah. but like you're, you're like a caring, thoughtful, empathetic human. See, Not this is like... why you go on the show. You get to be told wonderful things. Not that like, Kira, you're too sensitive. Not in that way. <laughs> you are perfectly sensitive, but caring is more, is more like it. All right. What musical instrument would you like to play? And your instrument isn't on here. There's no violin option. Tambourine, piano, drums, or harp. Oh, I'm going to go harp. Mm -hmm. All right. What necklace would you choose? (laughs) A sparkly heirloom from your grandmother, a souvenir from a family trip, a paper bead necklace that you made yourself or pearls. Heirloom. Great answer. All right. What is your dream job? Teacher, sailor, (laughs) head of a charity, or doctor. Oh, right, I'm going head of a charity. <laughs> sailor. I'm dead over sailor. Sure. <laughs> oh, oh, boy. Choose <laughs> <laughs> a drink. Mexican hot chocolate, a Ooh. chocolate malt with an extra straw for my BFF, apple cider, lemon lime soda. Wait, was the person Mexican hot chocolate? Did you a say? Mexican? Yeah, Mexican yes. hot that's going to have some spice to it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How do you decorate your bedroom? Your walls are covered with celebrities pictures. You added touches of nature like flowers and animals. You add lots of handmade accents or you like ruffles and soft pillows. Hmm. I don't know. I think the last one, ruffles and soft pillows. Yeah, it's also kind of like, I I would choose that one too for myself. My husband would literally murder me if I. (laughs) (laughs) I think Aaron would too for me. (laughs) Also, our dog would probably tear them apart. (laughs) It's like in your in your dream bedroom. All right, and then. What's one of your favorite pastimes? 
writing, putting on a show, playing piano, biking. I guess biking. Perfect. Also, I want to put on a show now. Do y'all want to put on a show together? Yes. Oh my God. Put on a I mean, show. I used to do that all the time as a kid, like force <laughs> relatives to watch a little show that I would put on. They have those, they have those American girl kits for plays. Like I had Felicity's, I forget what it's called. Like it, it's a big dramatic, I shall take no tea moment. Mm. Maybe we can get one of those kits and put on a play. <gasps> that would be so much fun. So I can't cute. emphasize that enough. That would be a dream. I honestly feel like this podcast is just a manifestation of my childhood compulsion to put on shows because instead of like putting it on for my friends and family, I'm like making my friends and family listen to the podcast. Love this. Do you do you have like old videotapes of all of your shows? Um, yes. Specifically, there is yeah. one of me performing the entirety of Britney Spears' Oops, I Did It Again album. Um, front to back, including like the songs that are not bangers. On the album. Oh my God. Yes, Laura, <laughs> I feel this for you so much. Laura, email my heart. Literally, literally. By the time we got to like Dear Diary, my family was like, this needs to be over. We got to wrap it up. <laughs> I love Dear Diary. That it was, was one of my favorites. It was a lot. I wish I could find it. What career path appeals to you the most? You want to be in charge and be your own boss. Someday you'll run your own company. I like finding out the truth. I could be a reporter or a newscaster. I care about animals and people too. I'd like to be a veterinarian, a nurse, or a doctor. <laughs> These are whole career paths. Like they're all laid out for you. This is your, your five-year plan. <laughs> oh my God. I'm getting, my palms are sweating. And the last one is I like to plan and tend gardens. I could be a landscape architect. Oh, also first off, that sounds fantastic. Like I want to do that career change now, even though I can't <laughs> keep any plants alive, but like landscape, what was it, Architect, artist. That sounds yeah, awesome. A landscape architect. And then how do you like to travel on the subway by train, by boat or by ocean liner? Wait, what? It's by boat and then ocean liner as well. I was waiting for by plane. Honestly, by an ocean liner. Wait, sorry, Lynn. So it was subway, train, boat, ocean. Line. I feel like Samantha Parkington snuck the last one in. She absolutely like, did. I mean, I'm going ocean liner because that sounds like, except for that could be a cruise, but I'm thinking yeah, of something classier. Dang it. All right. Just well then boat. What is that? Like a freight? Or like a rowboat? <laughs> a rowboat? Yeah. A sail. Oh, I'm still going the last one because I'm thinking something super classy, mm. a la Samantha's time. Yeah, like okay. a Titanic moment. Yeah. Like not not a cruise with all Perfect. you can eat buffets. Here are mm. the adjectives uh that surround your personality. Fun, swift, sensitive inspiring, curious, comforting, sweet, compassionate, charitable, nurturing, faithful, sparkly, visionary, delicate, generous, elegant, kind, 
lovely and daring. Kira, Kira <laughs> Baker, you are like Kit Kittredge. What? Wait, I completely forgot about Kit. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. What an iconic result. Kit Kittredge. Holy shit. That's so interesting. Also, Lens, can you like screenshot that and like send me all those wonderful adjectives about myself? Definitely will. It says that here are your three most um, prominent attributes. One that you're sensitive. You've got an emotional radar. You have a knack for knowing what other people are feeling. Curious try as you might you just can't resist uncovering secrets and discovering <laughs> new things and sweet what's sweeter than honey you you're charming thoughtful and all kinds of sugar-coated goodness oh dang yeah I definitely need that printed out so whenever <laughs> I'm like having a horrible day with work I can just look at that and be like you are charming <laughs> you're curious you're sweet curious <laughs> Elegant. I believe elegant was thrown around. What? I'll take it. I did remember Swift was in the mix. I love that. Swift. (laughs) I love this. Uh, Well, Kira, it was so fun to chat with you today. Thank you so much for joining us on AGW. And please let everyone know where they could find you. Ladies, this has been such a pleasure. I had so much fun chatting with you. And I, if you want to find me on Instagram, you can find me at Keeks Baker. Yay, amazing. Well, thanks so much for coming on, Kira. And thanks everyone for listening. Thank you for listening to American Girl Women. For more AG Women content, follow us on IG at American Girl Women or send us your American Girl stories via AmericanGirlWomen at gmail.com. We might just read them on the pod. If you like this podcast, tell your friends and rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts.